What's up, y'all? It's your boy DSD, and we're here with another edition of our podcast. We get episode 17 coming up, and we actually have a decent amount of stuff to talk about today, Kyle. Kyle, how you feeling? I mean, NBA free agency, baby. We talked about the transaction a lot on Monday and how much we enjoy transactions in sports. And here we are. Everyone's signed except for Kawhi Leonard for some reason. Even even Julius Randle is back with the Knicks now. So everyone's everyone's signed now except Kelly Oubre and Lowry Markinen and your boy Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. uh, I I think he kind of. bet on himself which I respect but he lost that bet because what what the Lakers offer him like a four-year 80 million something along those lines but he wanted a four-year 100 million and I'm not even sure he's even going to get his, the first offer now no if he's going to get like nine mil a year to go play in Charlotte at this point which... and, he, and he's going to be like it's going to be like a one-year deal type of situation Yep, Dennis Schroeder got screwed. Yep, he got screwed, which is weird because despite not a lot of teams having cap space, there was a lot of money getting thrown around in free agency this year. People that I didn't even know who, you know, maybe not existed, I just didn't think were worth certain amount of dollar amounts. Man, man, oh man, it was pretty interesting, let me tell you. So it was pretty funny. Um, So who... Oh, I'm so annoyed. I didn't write it down. There was a player that went to the Lakers that you literally called. Oh, it might have been Trevor Ariza. It might have been Trevor. It was Ariza. either Ariza or Mello. That would be the one that I had said before. No, but was but, but so, so the Mello one was whatever. But you were like just kind of tongue in cheek. You're like, yeah, you know, guys like Trevor Ariza are gonna go to the Lakers because they're gonna be the veteran minimum. <laughs> And oh, yep. and they did, and they did. That was hilarious. Yep. Lakers signed about six of them. They they got about six or seven of those league minimum contracts in there, and then gave a bunch of money to Kendrick Nunn, which feels like that time that they gave Quinn Cook a bunch of money after he won the championship with the Warriors, and then they left him behind in the bubble oh, on the team bus. Oh, that was such a good story. Yeah, they they left Quinn Cook at the arena of, on the bus back to their hotel from the bubble, and uh, they had to turn around and go get him with Jr. So he had to Facetime Jr. Smith. That I, I, they had pretty, left him actually, there. no, I think Jr. Smith was, was on an Instagram live, and he was like, "Come get me, you left me." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Kendrick good. Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is the new Quinn Cook for the Lakers, basically. Well, and I like the pick. I mean, so I want to start with the Lakers. So there was literally one conversation where it was like, "Oh, they're old, and now they have a super team." This is not a super team. I don't. Did you agree with that? They're good. I would say the borderline, they are, but they're not a super team. They have three all-star caliber players and two of the top 10 to 12 players in the NBA. But is that a super so I would team? Say, my, I don't think it is. It's not like I a would super say team like relatively. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's it's relatively a super team. It's not where they had three Hall of Famers with the Cavs and three Hall yeah. of Famers with the Warriors. It's even though Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Westbrook are all Hall yeah, of no, Famers. Yeah, no, no, no. Like like, so people is, are missing interpreting and LeBron it. are exiting. Yeah, exactly. You got Westbrook. You got Melo. You got all these players. You're thinking about previous players. Westbrook is still good, but he's not like, you know, like he was like four or five years ago when he was winning the MVP. If that was the case, you have a super team beyond super team because Westbrook was a top five player in the NBA probably at that time. 
and he's and not. We talked now. about this a little bit on Monday that we I, like. I think that it's a huge win for the Lakers because Westbrook is a top forty player, and they gave up not a top forty player to get Westbrook. You know, you can have hopes for Kyle Kuzma still, he's but not. he's not. He's Kuzma. Not. Yeah, Kuzma's more of a fully formed player at this point because he's about twenty six. So Kuzma is what he is, but. I think it's a victory for the Lakers because, for example, they signed Malik Monk. Well, Malik Monk is Walmart KCP. Like, he shoots 33% from three, same body type. He'll play about 12 minutes a game. But they gave, uh, they Car- gave less money to him, though, which is the win. Exactly. Well, K- we can talk about this, too. KCP stole, like, yeah, $60 million dollars from the Lakers thanks to Rich Paul. Like, he just stole money from the Lakers every single year, and every year they just kept re-signing him. It paid out because he was awesome. He was their third best player on the championship team, but he just stole money from the Lakers. But anyways, um, to that point, the Lakers, like, I'll ask you this way. Like, yes, the Lakers might not be a super, super team. Like, I don't think they're still better than Milwaukee or Brooklyn. It's close, but I don't think they're there. But I attest, without Kawhi Leonard, who's the second best team in the Western Conference now? So if Kawhi Leonard was playing, it would be the Lakers, in my opinion. But now that Kawhi is not playing, they're, I mean, see... I Assuming think, the Lakers are number one, right? You, yeah, you think like, the Lakers are number one. That's fair, but like they're not way ahead of any team. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like it's like, oh my god, this is the best team by far. Like Brooklyn and the Bucks are better. This is I know that's the Eastern Conference, but then you look at yeah. the West, like, I don't know, like how much worse are the Jazz than them? Like, I understand that it's LeBron James and all that, but like on paper. I'm not sure about that roster building. I got to be honest, though. The second day of free agency really changed that, for my my opinion. The first day getting Westbrook on, I, mean, I know it wasn't free agency. It was um, yeah, that was trade, but they they yeah. signed all those minimum guys. Yeah, to which, fill out which the made roster. a difference. You know, with all the, yeah, the like yeah. spreading it out, shooting like that was big. That was those are a lot of great signings. But and Dwight Howard is a victory. I will say Dwight Howard getting him back is a victory for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, I totally agree. I just don't know how I I don't know. Maybe I'm just not maybe I'm just not as high on Westbrook as I used to be because I think this is what we talked about the other day. I, you even said you're like this is where you feel about Westbrook in the conversation. Yeah. The the your opinions on the Lakers right now are probably based on your opinions of Westbrook and your opinions on Anthony Davis. Yeah, so because Anthony Davis we, I think is a top 5 player in the NBA. I think he's yeah, and maybe even that's top three. A, obviously a fair argument. I think that Jokic won MVP this last year, and I don't see a difference between Davis and Jokic. So therefore, Anthony Davis is an MVP caliber oh, he player. A hundred percent is a thousand percent is he's. I so Jokic just wins the MVP. I think Anthony Davis is better than him. Like yeah, you could totally make that argument. Like you're they, not gonna put went, you're not gonna put a gun to my head and say who would you pick. First, Anthony Davis or Jokic, it's going to be Anthony Davis 10 times out of 10, in my opinion at least. I know other people have been out agree with that, but like Jokic is always like on the bottom, like maybe 8, 9, 10 in the NBA. Like I, I know that's like not fair, but just, I don't know, I always are... I'm always looking at other players before Jokic, whether that's just me yeah. being a casual, which is pro- like probable, but I just, I don't know. I think Anthony Davis is better than Jokic. I just do. Yeah, and it's not crazy. Like, you're not crazy in saying that, but Jokic and AD are those, and Damian Lillard in that mix too, are these guys who are like 
under the best of circumstances, they could maybe be the best player on a championship team. Yeah. That's like what that category is of players. Like Embiid, he can be the best player on almost any championship team every year. Giannis, KD, what used to be LeBron. LeBron, you know, he's holding out hope. LeBron's getting into that best of circumstance camp, but these are like really great players. And no disrespect to Jokic. Jokic is going to be in the Giannis generation. Him and Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid are going to be like the Westbrook and Harden and Steph Curry to Kevin Durant. Like they're going to win MVPs. They're going to do some fun stuff, but they're always going to fall short to Kevin Durant, for example. Yeah. Um, but in the case of Anthony Davis and to a certain extent Westbrook, because he comes from that same camp, your opinions on those guys probably formulate your opinion on the Lakers right now. Cause most people universally agree. LeBron James is either one of the five best players in the sport or one of the like seven best players in the sport yeah. at this point, like universally agreed upon LeBron James is still great. So the Lakers are difficult to figure out because everyone has differing opinions there. But I say without question, like there's no team, there's no team in the wet. The Lakers have now, other than the Steph Curry Warriors, which I don't know what that team's going to be, they have the two best players in the Western Conference. Like number one and number two both play for the Lakers now, assuming Kawhi Leonard's gone for the season. Like the yeah. Lakers are so far ahead of the competition, in my opinion, in the Western Conference. Because I look at the rest, think, I'm like, man, I don't agree. Yeah, no, I look because again, the the top level talent is what helps supplement it, and. Yeah. The good part about Westbrook is now you can load manage Westbrook, LeBron and AD just have to play two of them at the same time yeah. during the season. Like one person will sit a third of the games. Another person will sit a third of the games. Another person will yeah. sit a third. Just got to have two of them on the floor at once. Like, and I, then like, they all like, come I think together at very in the playoffs. least they're going to be a top three team in the West. Obviously, I'm not saying I, I think talent wise, they may be the best team in the West, but like. I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not holding on hold for the Warriors potentially if Clay Thompson's healthy again. Like I'm not. I'm just. I don't know. I just. I just don't. Maybe I. You know, so you're really holding out hope for Utah with with the joke I've been making for a couple of years. Donovan Mitchell is is discount LeBron and <laughs> Rudy Gobert is discount Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean that's and, and that's I, what you're holding out hope. I on. even like the I even like the Jazz with the moves they made too. Like I'm I'm once again, if you're going like player for player. Obviously, you're gonna go to the Lakers. Like that's that's a, the best team. You know, like you're looking at like, um, you know, if you go, you know, Donovan Mitchell. If you're playing the Jazz versus the Lakers, who are the first couple players you pick? You might even pick three players in the Lakers before you get to the. <laughs> you, you, before you get, I definitely the Jazz. pick two. I definitely pick two, yeah. and then I'd probably go Mitchell. West probably Westbrook and then Rudy Gobert just because Rudy Gobert becomes a defensive liability in playoff time as we saw with the Terrence Mann game yeah but uh Which, it, it's just an interesting conversation like like I'm not even rooting against him like like store remember I, I think I I think you you texted me about this like I made a post saying how crazy these storylines are going to be if they play the Nets in the finals because mm -hmm. there's just like so many you know KD Westbrook Westbrook Harden uh LeBron. I love that meme that you posted of the um the the Olympic team with Harden and Anthony Davis and they're just confused when KD starts fighting Westbrook and LeBron starts fighting yeah. Kyrie Irving 
that well, the was, only thing, the, the only thing that they forgot about that, well, because I, I, after I posted, I didn't notice that I kind of forgot was the Westbrook Harden potentially. I, I don't really know if there was drama there. I think that would that just it just didn't work, and they needed the no Westbrook. Westbrook was a no nonsense guy, and James Harden is obviously all about that nonsense. It's why he really wanted to go to Brooklyn, which. By the way, there's a great book by Matt Sullivan that came out like Brooklyn. Brooklyn's like the dudes run that team like they wouldn't. DeAndre Jordan was supposed to be traded oh, yeah, in that Dinwiddie that. sign and trade, but they just said, nah, he's our homie. Yeah, not so, so that's him. wicked funny you say that. I couldn't agree more. Like everyone was like, so um, uh, who was the coach before uh, Nash? What's his name? Ah, yes, the my man Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, he got fired because of Durant of Kyrie or either. Yeah, or. both of them. And so Kyrie, Kyrie first, then Durant soured on him, and he was gone. Which he, you know, he probably deserved to be gone. Whatever, but. whatever. But they run the team, and then and then the DeAndre Jordan. I saw he was in every trade. They're trying to get rid of him, and then he's like. Now it's like Brooklyn is is unwilling to trade DeAndre Jordan. Like it's basically saying Durant said, if you trade this guy, you know you, you're not trading him. He's no, my he's yeah, my guy. No, no, they they call the shots. They hired Durant's guy. Like people who don't know, Steve Nash in Golden State was basically Kevin Durant's guy. Like they would work out all the time as an assistant coach. So they hired Durant's guy as coach, and then. They end up. They they basically have free reign over the organization. Like they come and go as they please. Um, they basically they get money on the side from the team to basically, which most organizations do, but they basically get to fund their trips and houses and things like that, and fun stuff they do on the side. And That's you know, adding cool. James Harden to the mix just you know takes that to a whole new level. But Brooklyn. Brooklyn was willing to make that move because look at how talented those players are. Like, look at how good they are. Like the player empowerment level to that yeah, is I mean, it's something else. Hundred percent, it is. And if they stay healthy, they're the best team in the NBA, bar none. I, 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 I've gone over this a million times. That's the team that's winning the championship. They just are. Yeah, I mean, I, I love my boy Giannis, but even without two of them, they almost lost to Brooklyn. Like yes. even without two of the guys there, they almost yeah, lost. Like, to Brooklyn, I mean, which I don't know, man, I, I, you know, everyone likes to hate those guys. I totally get it. You know, I, you know, I, you guys, everything, everybody knows how I feel about Kyrie Irving, but my goodness, that team is the best team I've ever seen. That that's the best three players on one team at one time. It's arguably the, you know, the warriors, but like, I don't know, like James Harden is still I don't know, James Harden is, is is the outlier. If he Yeah, again, a lot of what you're talking about is your opinions of Steph Curry and James Harden in terms of the best teams ever. Because you're right, they have two of the top five players in the league on the same team. So look at so if you look at it this way, Durant is basically the same player he was in the Warriors. Maybe a little bit regressed just due to an injury, so let's just keep that in mind. Yeah, but he averaged 32 points a game in the playoffs last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just trying to just be like, you know, fair, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Durant's still elite of the elite, best player and in the NBA. If you want to give it to Giannis, whatever, face of a generation. Yeah, and then you got, so at that time, Curry, what was Curry in the NBA at that time? Probably top three? Top Probably four. three or four. Yeah. Three or four. Depends on, you know, you could split the difference between Curry and Kawhi or yep. yeah. So then pretty much. And then um what's what's hard in the NBA right now? Like top seven? Yeah, I mean, again, probably tier two. Just he's in the tier with LeBron and yeah, but and, but he's um, in the bottom end of the top ten. Then yeah, then Kyrie versus 
Kyrie's tier three versus Clay Thompson and who, Draymond who, Green, who yeah, are but, all but, stars. Yeah, but Clay, I mean Kyrie, man, like I, I don't like him, but we know how good Kyrie is. Yeah, no, it's three of the top fifteen players in the NBA on the same team. That rarely which, ever happens. That no, it it doesn't, and it it's usually one team. Like this is the thing I always say is like the one thing worse than zero super teams is one super team for people because then they just kind of run through the competition. Yeah. But like the there have been like one every year with like a few examples mixed in in between like the the 2015 season like was a transition between the Miami Heat and Spurs to the Warriors and and Cavs super teams like in these weird transition times you don't have a super team but usually you know Warriors with Durant and Curry and LeBron's super team with Kyrie and Kevin Love and you know, the big three and now Brooklyn and Milwaukee and the Lakers, which Milwaukee's not a super team, but Milwaukee's got that super freak Giannis mm-hmm. on their team. So, yeah, yeah I, there are usually super teams for like three year periods. And then we go like two years without one. That's actually or a like, good point. I didn't think of the Cavs because Kevin Love at that time was probably a top 15 player. No, maybe top yeah, 20. Yeah, no question. Kevin Love's going to make the Hall of Fame easy. Yeah. Like Kevin Love's. Kevin Love was definitely a top 15 player. So there, that's why it was so much fun to have mm. Cavs Warriors four years in a row. Was cause, well, no, by twenty by 2018, Kyrie was gone. So that wasn't a super team. That was just LeBron like clutching up to carry the Cavs to the finals. Yeah. But it was still for like three years really fun to have super teams in the finals. That, even, if the Cavs, even if the Cavs got smacked in 2017 yeah. by the Warriors. I guess like I'm just... I'm kind of just talking aloud now, so I guess I guess it does happen more often than I'm thinking because you look at the Miami Heat, you got LeBron, D Wade, and Bosch. At that time, they were probably all top fifteen players. So like, yeah, and think about who they were playing. Like the yeah. the Thunder had some injuries, but you had twenty twenty two year old Kevin Durant and twenty one year old Russell Westbrook who were already top fifteen players in the league. You had. Duncan and and Tony Parker was still an all-star at that time and Kawhi Leonard was coming of age like yes we kind of talk ourselves into them later on but uh, it was still really fun. Did that Thunder team have Ibaka too or no? Yeah Ibaka was there Kendrick Perkins was there. That was a good team holy crap. Yeah no they they just got some bad injury luck down the road like um, Westbrook I think he Westbrook tore something in 2013 and then 2015, Durant was gone for the year. But they just had some. And then 2016, or no, 2016, they lost 3 1. And then 2014, the year Kevin Durant had the Utah Real MVP season, they lost to the Spurs in the conference finals, I want to say. I want to say they lost in six, but I'm not certain. Like it was, it was part of that losing to get back to the finals. What year was that? I can't remember. That was right after the finals. That was immediately after the NBA finals in 2012, which by the way, they were favored in against the Miami heat. Fun fact going into the series, they were favored against the, I remember that I smacked in five. I remember that. That was a great team though. Oh my God. That was a really good team. Yeah. Jeremy Jeremy Lamb was there too. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Maybe. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They they had all these great players. So the point I'm trying to yeah, get no, at, they were they were stacked. I guess yeah. I talked myself out of that, but I just I don't know why. Maybe I just look at so it's another interesting point. The way I look at Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant is different the way I look at LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosch. I don't know why, but for some reason I just feel like this Nets team is just like 
It's a legitimate juggernaut. If they stay healthy, no one's beating them. Like it's just you can't you can't beat that team. It's impossible. Unless there's like I think I, injuries. The That's reason it. I'm starting to think of for the difference between the big three heat and this Brooklyn team, the big three heat was loud and exciting. And this Brooklyn team feels like a they're just pissed off at the world, which understandably for what the world did to Katie and Kyrie Irving, I understand and James Harden to an extent. Like yeah, they're, they're all like the misfit toys. They're like the Island yeah, they're the three toys. most probably the three most hated superstars of their generation. Yeah, like probably. LeBron is up there, but LeBron still gets universally applauded as the best player in the world. Yeah, but like, he, yeah, but he is like apologist though. People they don't really have that like the way LeBron. Does. No, like, yeah. Yeah, like the three people who are just pissed off at the world and they're kind of just doing their own thing. Like that was one of the things in the book that Matt Sullivan had is like Kevin Durant like plays basketball, does some stuff with his businesses and smokes weed. Like that's all Kevin Durant does. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He doesn't go to like crazy social events. Like Kevin Durant is like his night out is going to the hookah bar. Like Kevin Durant is like a really like squarey type of person. It's a normal dude. And I love it. Yeah. And also just loves being on Twitter. That's the fourth <laughs> yeah, thing. Like he, basketball, he really basketball, like Twitter, Basketball, Twitter, businesses, and smoking. That's all Kevin Durant does, basically, is what they're saying. Like, that's Kevin Durant's life, basically. And, and, and he does, like, these podcasts guys, and stuff. But, like, I think that's just he likes that type of stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of what they are now. They're just, they're quiet and angry. at the, They're, like, passive-aggressively angry at oh, the world because 100%. of what the world's done to them. When He's the big so three passive-aggressive. He's so passive-aggressive. I couldn't agree more. That's a great, that's a great word to put it. Yeah, the big three Heat were like unapologetically villains, and these guys are just passive aggressive and quiet. Like the the Heat were flamboyant, and these guys are passive, shall we say? So, I, who else did they add? By the way, did they did they add anyone good in free? Oh, they got uh, they Patty Mills, Blake Griffin, which I which I actually think was a pretty good signing for a veteran. Uh, Blake Griffin, by the way, I've got the stat of the day with the Pistons coming Ooh. up in a sec around that, but. Um, Blake it. Griffin just wants to be part of the squad. Like Blake Griffin just wants all the perks. Him and DeAndre Jordan just both want the perks hanging around Kevin Durant and Kyrie and well, James Harden Blake and being Griffin in that inner circle. Left. DeAndre Jordan does not. DeAndre Jordan is cashed. Yeah, do you know DeAndre Jordan's done? But we knew that when they signed the contract. DeAndre Jordan got a four-year, forty million dollar contract know, that was two crazy. years ago. I remember that too. People were trying to hype that up, like, "Oh, what a signing!" Like, no, like, it, they they were all together on the Olympic team. They're all homies, and they were all going to go play together in Brooklyn. And they wouldn't let them trade DeAndre Jordan. It was basically to like Washington. Okay, to we're going to sign Kyrie Irving and K- and KD, and now you're you have no choice to sign. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, think about he's it coming. this way. They could have swapped contracts there and walked away with either Kuzma, Bertans, or KCP from the Wizards to swap contracts with DeAndre Jordan. And they said, nope, you're not. We we don't want Bertans, KCP, or Kuzma from the Wizards. We want our homie to stay here, even though he doesn't play any minutes. We want him to stay. And now they're going to bring in Patty Mills. And Lamarcus Aldridge was supposed to be there. Like it just oh, seems like Mills a great good, place that was to a be. Good signing. Pat, Patty Mills is a good signing. Yeah, I think they traded Landry Shamet though. That was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I don't think he's on them anymore. That was early, I think. Yeah, that was that was kind of weird. 
Yeah, that was weird because I thought he was pretty good. Like I thought that was a great acquisition yeah. from them, but I, I don't think he's there anymore. Bro, you know, so, what I, you know what I was also thinking. I they should have beaten the Bucks. I mean, forget of the fact of KD. If Joe Harris could literally hit one bucket, they win that series. This was the same thing that happened to the Bucks and the Nets. Like they went from being excellent three point shooting teams to just neither team could hit a three pointer in in the entire postseason. Like Milwaukee. In the finals, I think shot 30% from three, and it was one of the lowest three-point percentages for a finals champion ever. And they were a team built on three-pointers, and Brooklyn was a team built on three-pointers. And then the three-pointers just disappeared in the playoffs because Joe Harris shot like 24% from the three-point line. Um, The Brooklyn Nets traded Landry Shamet to the Phoenix Suns for Javon Carter in the 29th pick in the draft. And they drafted Ah, Javon Carter. Javon Carter has been... Javon Carter has been 46 years old since he was at yeah, West yeah. Virginia. Javon Dude, Carter uh, they got has, Sharp. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they kind of need the young talent because they don't have the cap space. So that's yeah. actually a pretty good move by them. Yeah. I don't know if Javon Carter does anything, but he no, plays he, good defense. They're probably going to um, uh, buy him out. But uh, I'll tell you this, though. Oh, I'm pretty sure they, they brought back Bruce Brown, too, who was actually pretty good. Yeah, Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton is going to yeah. be there, I assume. Like, I mean, they've got their five, like, or their six, if you include Patty Mills. Like, the big three, uh, Blake Griffin, uh, yeah, Patty Claxton's Mills, a good player too. Joe Harris. Yeah, Claxton. Mike James had a good game in there. I assume he'll be back next yeah. year. And then like, they, um, also, too, you see uh, Kemba Walker to the Knicks. That's pretty, that was a, that, that, uh, All right. Let's talk about the Knicks now because this feels like to, the free agency as a whole feels like twenty. It feels like twenty ten all over again. It feels all like the, the players Knicks are just the Knicks had one good year of like not overpaying anybody, just keeping you know keeping their options open. Now they're just like like what a like I like well, Ken were, Walker. I really do. Like I'm not trying to tell you he's a bad player, but like what are they doing? Like. What well, are they doing? I, there? Do, do you like their signings? I love like, or I feel like they just gonna, they completely overpaid for everybody. Well, I'll I'll throw something out here for that. But the, the thing about that I saw Knicks fans doing that makes sense is like we don't care if Kemba Walker is washed. We've been watching Alfred Payton yeah. and variations of Alfred Fair. Payton for twenty years. We don't care if Kemba Walker is bad. We just want something better than Alfred Payton. And he's definitely better um, than Alfred Payton. I can give you that. But. Here's my point on the Knicks. The Knicks spent $66 million per year, so that's about 60% of their available salary cap before signing Julius Randle to a $29 million yeah, a year extension year. yesterday. <laughs> Here is their $66 million per year lineup. This is 60% of their salary cap is going to be point guard Derek Rose, shooting guard Alec Burks, small forward Evan Fournier, Power forward, Reggie Bullock. Center, Nerlens Noel. They paid $66 million a year for that starting lineup in free agency, which is something I attribute to the Kings doing. Like, the Kings and the, the Pistons make moves like that. So Bringing in D-Rose, Fournier, Burks, Noel, more. and And Bullock. honestly, I got some hate for it, too, because I was pooping on them. Because I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Like, this was like, seriously, they had one last year was like a great offseason for the Knicks. They didn't overpay for anybody. They kept the young guys going. Then 
They signed Nerlens Noel for cheap, who, you know, he gives you five rebounds yeah, and three no, blocks. Like, they and made that's all it, the great but... moves. They drafted well. They did everything. Then they had their best season in like 20 years. And then they go out and sign Evan Fournier for like 15 million a year. Like, dude, this in Boston, they were, people were trying to say that they, that it's like, oh, we would sign Evan Fournier for like eight million a year. Like, he's not worth. 15 million for three years like maybe that's just like a maybe it's like an NBA problem but my god they overpaid for these players and like I like Derrick Rose I do but how much did he get I think about 14 million a year like what like no I'm sorry he, for I, a backup point guard for a I backup would point much guard. rather sign Kemba Walker for whatever they sign you know what I mean like you at least know you could at least get something out of Kemba Walker like Derrick oh my god I, I have no idea what they're doing, and they're going to go right back to being bad. I'm telling you. Well, they're not going to be bad. They're going to be mediocre. Well, just they're going to be Just wait average. if Julius Randle's not the same player. If Julius Randle becomes playoff Julius Randle, and RJ Barrett like, gets lost in this shuffle of magical shooting guards that yeah, they now have. Honestly, that was the part bro, that was confusing. I'm not, I'm not big on Julius Randle. Like, I think he had a great year, but like you got to show me more than more than one good year. Like if you want me yeah, to treat sample you like, size. Yeah. yeah. He's an all star. No, and he is, but, that's why they're gonna be average. But I was saying before, it feels like uh twenty ten all over again. All the free agents are going to Miami and Chicago and the Knicks are getting left with crap. Feels like twenty ten all over again. Yeah. I mean and yeah, man, the Knicks got screwed a bit. Who? The Knicks. The Knicks got screwed because now they're gonna be like aggressively fighting for the seven seed and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for Knicks fans because you get to make the playoffs again. But well, unless, it's gonna be a whole lot of exits in the first round. Or they're hoping for like RJ Barrett to like take that leap, which they're hoping desperately for. That was so confusing. Like they signed Burks again. Know, they signed Fournier. Like they're basically RJ pushing him down better. the lineup. Yeah, they did the same thing to Dennis Smith and Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson. Like it doesn't make sense. Like. I mean, or they yes, those guys end up coming up on contracts. I mean, yeah, that's the other point is if you don't believe in them. But they've got, <laughs> they've had, they've had like twenty point guards in the last four years, and they still need a point guard. I saw like they're like they desperately need help at the point guard position. I'm like, how? Yeah. You've spent so many picks on point guards. You've signed so many dudes to play point guard. Well, how do you still need help at point guard? They haven't been able to get anybody. Like their best signing is probably Kemba Walker, who is washed. Yeah, and you know Kemba Walker is your third best player. I mean, the Celtics were the seven seed last year with Kemba as their third best player. That's what the Knicks are banking. Yeah, but on that right was now. also it's, like like the Celtics are going to be terrible now. I mean, they're going to be average, but they're not going to be seven seed. Like that was like a historically bad year for everybody. That was just like everything went wrong. I mean, you guys, if you can't if you can't fend off these mighty Chicago Bulls who oh, okay. desperately so what do you think want about the that? sixth seed. What do you think about that? Do you think that the sh- people are acting like they think the Chicago Bulls are going to be like the number like there's there's they're like I think they may be better than the Celtics like a little bit, but they're not like crazy better. I think it's like you know, obviously the top 3 in and that's including the Sixers and then I feel like the 4 seed is just like up for grabs. It's like between the yeah. Hawks Bulls and Celtics. Oh, you sleep. You sleep on the Miami Heat, my good friend. You oh, I'm, sleep I'm not on, the on the Miami Heat. Heat. I'm just not. 
I'm just not. I mean, they're the winners of free agency, right? They had two max cap spots. They were going to sign Giannis, and instead they walk away with 18 mil a year for Duncan Robinson and PJ okay, Tucker like and Kyle sarcastic. Lowry. I like how you're yeah. being sarcastic. That's amazing. I mean, they're getting they're getting a little better, right? They were they were the five seed last year or six seed, whatever they were last year. But yeah. To, the, to your point on the Bulls, I would like to talk about the uh, the trials and tribulations of Kobe White because this is the last. 24 hours Kobe White had Kobe White started the day as the starting point guard you know Kobe White's not bad like he was a seven pick in the draft he played for some mediocre teams uh he averaged you know like 15 points a game like he's he's not terrible and then free agency opens and immediately they get Lonzo Ball for four years 80 million in his mind. He's like, oh, am I going to the Pelicans now? And come to find out they gave up Sadoransky and Garrett Temple to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball. And so now Kobe's looking up. He's like, okay, I'm the backup point guard now. That's okay. Like, you know, it's not great, but, you know, we're still we're still doing all right. And then later in the afternoon, they signed Caruso for 10 million dollars so now all of a sudden they've replaced you twice within 24 hours they replaced you as the starter then they replaced you as the backup and so in that moment there's reports coming out hey you know they see him more as a shooting guard than a point guard so kobe white's looking up like okay you know not awful (laughs) and then they signed DeRozan. And now Kobe White's been replaced three times in 24 hours. The thing he was with replaced DeRozan as the he's starter, like a, he's like the a backup, two, three, and the shooting guard. He's like a two-three, so he could play the. F- they have a but nice so starting line. So is Zach Levine. That's why it's so weird. So is Zach Levine. <laughs> Zach Levine's a two-three guard, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and Demar Derozan's not a backup. Like he's not like a bench player. So I, I just yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't know what they're doing exactly, but they may not believe very much in Patrick Williams apparently. I don't. I have no idea. I don't. I have no idea what they're doing. Well, they there. just. The alternative was they offer Levine an extension. He says no. They have to trade Levine this off season because he's a free agent after next year. And all of a sudden, they're in the crapper trying to rebuild again. So they basically said we're going to spend eighty million dollars and three first round picks to overhaul this roster with four. Top 70 players, let's say. They've got four top 70 players now with Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, and Lonzo Ball. It's a good and team. It's a good team. It definitely is. It's a, it's a good team. And, and to be honest, it's the best they could have done yeah. given the fact that Zach Levine is your best player. And if yeah. Zach Levine is your best player, you're going to be at best like a six seed. And so yeah. they said, you know what? We're going to be a six seed instead of tearing it down and trying We're to be, be terrible like a, again. Like, like a four to six seed. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And yeah. it's funny, too, because the problem with the NBA is you got guys like Kevin Durant being like, you know, I could see Zach Levine being a superstar. Like, dude, no, he's not a superstar. There's no chance of that happening. No chance. Yeah. Zero. A- and you can you can make an all-star team with Zach Levine and empty stat Vucevic and get to the playoffs. But the, I, I commend the Bulls for going the Orlando Magic model of saying, look, we're not we don't have a top 20 player. We have no path to acquiring a top 20 player. So let's just do the best we can with what we have and then tear it down afterwards, which is. 
you know, it's going to get Bulls fans excited at least. At least they get a playoff series instead of, you know, the model of is it all about winning championships or is it all about being the best we can be? Which if you're if you're in the Bulls seat and you have no path to acquire yeah, a superstar. It should, be, it should be about being the best you can be. It's still an entertainment business. Like obviously, you know, if, if you can't win a championship and you have no chance of bringing in those players, what's wrong with just trying to be the best you can be in that moment? Like, I agree. They made really good signings. I actually liked everything the Bulls did. Yeah, but the bull. But let's not pretend the Bulls are contenders. Like no, the Bulls, no. the Bulls are going to make the playoffs. That is their goal. We'll make the playoffs, and that's the peak of this team. Like we acknowledge, there is no path to a championship yeah. that we have in our future. If they win, so we're just going to win one playoff round. That's like an extreme overachievement. Yeah, even any time in the next two years. So what we're going to try and do is just be the best team we can be and convince Zach Levine to stay because Zach Levine's really good and we don't want to lose him for nothing. Yeah. So we could bottom out, but we just did that. We just we've been doing that for five years now, and we don't want to start another rebuild after we tried rebuilding the last two years, which, by the way, there's a really messed up story for the Bulls about how at the end of the season, in 2018, they had the second worst record in the league and then went on a meaningless five game win streak and they ended up with the fifth best odds in the lottery. And because of that, they ended up falling to pick number six, which was one pick after Trey Young and oh. one pick two, three picks before Luka Doncic. The worst they could have done at pick two because the Suns won the lottery, the worst they could have done was pick four. So they would have had the fourth pick in the draft, which maybe doesn't get them Luka, but it guarantees gets them either Trey Young or Jaron Jackson. And a meaningless five-game win streak got them Wendell Carter Jr. That's instead a, of Trey that Young is or a Justin great Jackson. Draft. That's a great draft, too. Top five. Yep. And the Bulls just got poop. They got poop out of it as the, as what happens to the bulls, the bulls just had, you know, Kobe whites and Wendell Carters. And they said, you know what? We're going to go get the sixth seed. It's too bad too. Cause I, I like Kobe white. I just, yeah. he just, he just doesn't have it. Yeah. Kobe white's got to get out of there. Now, if you've been replaced three times in 24 hours, and, you got to get your ass Caruso, out of there. Who's like, you know, it's Caruso. He's Caruso. Yeah. Yeah. We said it at the same time. Yeah. It's Caruso. Like, yeah, it's it's Caruso. Well, I'll tell you this. You know who the new guy on the on the Lakers everyone's going to love is? It's going to be Mac, Mac McClung. Oh, yes. Texas Tech's own Mac McClung. He, I thought he jumps out of the roof, too. So he, he, that's like I, he's a riffraff's cousin. Oh, OK. That's actually pretty cool. Randomly I, just knew that. I just know the name McClung from college, but yeah, uh, he was at Georgetown and then at Texas yeah, he, Tech for a I while. I knew about him in college. It was him and uh, Zion that were like the the prospects, and um, just because he was like jumping out of the roof and doing crazy stuff, but then everyone was like, "Whoa, actually, they're not created equal." Zion's actually yeah. like Zion's got like sixty pounds on him, and Zion's like a face of a generation type of player. Mac McClung is like. An undrafted prospect. He's Mac McClung. Yeah, he's Mac McClung. Yeah. And good for him. He's going to be on the Lakers. But the Lakers don't need a new uh, cult hero yet because THT is back, baby. They, the the Taylor oh, Horton signed, Tucker show is not too, over so yet. Apparently he's not that bad. No, yeah, they gave him a nice little contract there. So the THT show is not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. Taylor Horton Tucker is going to be playing significant minutes for the Lakers, as will Kent Bazemore. 
come playoff time, which for those who don't remember, Kent Bazemore has been a Laker before because he's on that amazing graphic of the worst team in the history of the NBA that people like to pull up all the time of that Laker team that had like Jordan Clarkson, Kendall Marshall, yeah. Robert Sacre, oh. Ryan Kelly. Woo. Kent Bazemore's on that team, man. Kent yeah. Bazemore was on that Laker team of my childhood. Ryan Kelly. Oh, my God. We hated him so much. We hated Ryan Kelly so much as Lakers fans. We he hated Duke, right? Ryan Kelly. Yes, we did. Yeah, he went to Duke. Um, you know who we did end up love on the Lakers? Tariq Black. Tariq Black was a, a, a beloved Laker for many of those years when we were losers. What do you guys think about uh, Jordan Hill? Was it Jordan Hill? No. that Jordan Hill was kind of indifferent. Was he's like, he's there. Yeah, Jordan yeah. Hill was, he's like, okay. Then he went to OKC and it was like, okay, we kind of forgot he was even on the team for two years. But yeah, yeah Jordan Hill, Jordan Hill was all right. I he, used to he always, was kind of I used to always take him to DraftKings and make him, trying to win money off him. Yeah, Robert Sacre was another one of those guys where he was, uh, he's like, he was there for so long and then he wasn't there anymore. And we kind of were like, oh, that's weird. Robert Sacre is not showing up here for the Lakers <laughs> in, in crunch time. Yeah, no, those are some bad Laker teams. By the way, that was the other part of the Westbrook trade. That they traded the last remnants of my childhood love for the Lakers. The the last piece of the baby Lakers is officially gone now. So all those who's that? All those people I grew up with, Kuzma. So oh, yeah. they traded Kuzma. They had Jordan Clarkson and Josh Hart and Larry Nance Jr. and Zubach. Lonzo, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram. Those were the Lakers of my childhood. I don't root for them anymore because I don't have an emotional connection to this team. But yeah. they traded the, the last piece of my Laker fandom. Kyle Kuzma is officially gone. Now it's the LeBron team. Yeah, I guess. I, I could get into it if I wanted to. I just don't have the will to. I'd rather root for the loser Sacramento Kings who... Gave Rashawn Holmes, oh. fan favorite Rashawn Holmes, $55 million. God, dude. They didn't really have a choice, though. I feel like they had nothing else. They, 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 they <laughs> Oh, my God. The Kings, The Kings bro. are just, the Kings are just, the, they're the new Knicks. They're going to try and win, even though they should be bottoming out and tanking. They're going to, they're going to try and win. They're going to keep getting the nine pick. They're going to draft Halliburton's and Donovan Mitchell, or Davion Mitchell's. And who does look, who, yeah. who, who like, <laughs> who kind of plays like Donovan Mitchell too, by the way. Yeah, but they just they're going to keep drafting point guards in the middle of the draft. That's that's what they're they're just going to keep making those moves cuz they're still horrified by Marvin Bagley and and they're going to Buddy Heald's going to be there still, I think. <laughs> they still can't trade Buddy Heald and Yeah, Buddy Heald thought he was Luke going Walton's to the Lakers. There. Like he actually was like packing his bags and then just never ended up going. Yeah, not only do you not get to go to the Lakers, but now you have to go back to the Kings. That's yeah. that's brutal. That would have, that would have been the come up for him. But uh, do you want the do you want the Pistons stat now? Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, the the one thing worse than the Knicks spending fifty or sixty percent of their salary cap on that starting lineup of Fournier, Burks, D Rose, Noel, and Reggie Bullock is the uh, the stat of the day of the Detroit Pistons, who currently this is what fifty six percent of their salary cap is going to. This is what they're building around Cade Cunningham with fifty six percent of their available salary cap. It goes to Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olynyk, <laughs> Mason Plumley, and the remainder of Blake Griffin's contract. That is Wait, 56% of their... Didn't he go somewhere else? I, 
Is he still? Is he not on the? Is he not on he, the Pistons? I think he just got traded, like literally, like two days ago. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I'm pretty sure he did. Mason Plumley is a Charlotte Hornet, apparently. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So they they had to dump Plumley's contract to make room for Kelly Olynyk. That is so sad. Yeah, <laughs> that is sad. They oh, had to oh, dump. They they, that. they traded Mason Plumley in a second round pick for a worse second round pick for the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, so so they just dumped Plumley. Okay, yeah. They they dumped Plumley's contract to uh, to sign a great they, contract with Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, they had to make room for Kelly Olynyk to move Mason Plumley's contract. That is a they they get a trade exception for it, so they can they can trade for more Corey Josephs, who they signed Ooh. to a contract extension. They're gonna be a force to be reckoned with over there, but uh, yeah, I'm so sorry, Cade. I'm so sorry, Cade. This yeah, is this yeah, is gonna yeah, they, this they is get, gonna be a Joe Burrow situation. They're just gonna ruin Cade Cunningham. They're just gonna ruin him. Yeah, well. Yeah, I yeah, I I agree. Ugh, Pistons. So, have you been keeping up at all with the U.S. basketball at all for the Olympics? I was not, but I got very interested in yesterday's game. I went to bed before it ended, but I was interested in the game against Australia because yeah. that was like the pinnacle of Australian basketball, and they lost by 20, which <laughs> I thought they were maybe going to win like for a while there, but US, U.S. got their shit together towards the end. Yeah, because so the reason why I brought that up is um, Luca was 16 and or 17 and 0, I think going into yesterday's game or this morning's game against France and he hurt his hand or something in like the third quarter or something along those lines and then ended up dropping a triple double and then losing to France and I was 17 and one and I kind of felt bad for him because I know that it was so important to him to win that gold for you know Slovenia which I don't know I or at least compete for gold because I would have been pretty legendary if he compete against USA but now it's gonna be France and hopefully I mean I, I don't know oh I, and then wait didn't France did France beat the US already right in yeah France beat the US in the in the first round they came out of the same group so yeah do do not mess with bat would do not mess with Olympic Evan Fournier know, okay so Evan, he, Olympic he Evan blocked. Fournier will I dominate. Think that's why you got the 15 million dollars a year he's been ridiculous in the, in the Olympics yeah, no, Evan Fournier is just cooking out here in uh, in Tokyo, and all of a sudden he got that. He's been better than Rudy Gobert for his team, which is kind of weird. <laughs> like, he's been playing better than Rudy Gobert on this Olympic team. And, yeah, they got, who else is there? They got Frank Natilakina, but Steph Curry calls him something else. They've got, who else is on the French team? Because I know Batum, Batum is there. Batum's yep. playing for the French team. So, gold medal game. Sunday, I think, or Saturday. I don't know. It's different time zones. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and that's been <laughs> one the of the problem. Two. Is it's hard to keep up with it just because of, uh, you know, just just like the yeah, time, time zone. zone differences. Yeah, uh, the USA basketball is. Uh, it's always interesting to watch these Olympic tournaments, but I I haven't been able to get up for the Olympics this year. I'm not. You know, maybe I am a little anti-Olympics now that I think about it. Maybe I maybe I am a little too anti-Olympics. I like it. I'm, I'm always in on it. I don't know. I just I just I don't know. I like the feel good stories. 
I, I guess I, I guess I don't need to feel good. I guess it's like telling everyone else to piss off. Like sports are my domain. And when everyone comes over to casual sports fans, watch sports for the feel goods. I'm like, yeah, piss off. This is is my territory. No, no, I I agree with that. Like, like, um, I posted a video on TikTok about that, like netball thing. And it got taken down because somebody cried about it. Somebody was saying that I was making fun of it too much, but it's like, Man, people are so soft. It's so funny. It's like, dude, just because just because you think netball's a real sport, like it's not my problem that you don't actually watch sports. Like, okay, yeah. I'm wa- I I watched the Olympics because the amount of comments I got being like, "How do you not know what netball is?" I'm like, I mean, <laughs> it's I'd never seen it before. Yeah, I, and and I'm a sports fan. I've never even heard of it before. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the Olympics before, and even I had never seen netball at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. So it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, but yeah, Olympics, it's almost over. It's almost over, people. Um, are any of the good events left? I I know the 100-meter dash happened already, and there was some yeah, world it's basically record over hurdles. Now. It's basically over. Yeah, we're just getting all these gold medal matches for the team sports like soccer and uh yeah, and basketball. Yeah, all the swimming and all the gymnastics, which is what I really care for, and it's over now. It's basically over. I think there's like actually yeah. I think I think gymnastics is actually over now. I know swimming's always the first week and then they do track in the second week. So yeah. I saw track and field events, I'm like, all right, we're almost done here. Olympics, we're almost done here. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So for our final thoughts here today on the DSD podcast, and again, make sure to download, follow, and leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcast or Spotify to support the DSD pod here as we head into another wonderful weekend. By the way, still waiting on Kawhi Leonard news. I really want to know if Kawhi yeah, Leonard's going to just say bleep you to everyone and just... Because we don't, we don't know anything about Kawhi Leonard just in general. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard's on vacation while the Clippers out here sweating and re-signing Kawhi his just, buddy. Kawhi uh, is just so rare. I don't know. I don't know how to describe him any different. Like he just is. Is there a precedent for it? Like someone no. who is that good at what they do? I've never and, seen uh, anything like this. And I, I, there's always this joke with people being like, "Oh, Kawhi's just gonna." You know, like when he retires, we're never going to hear from him again. Like that's an actual true statement. Like we're never no, yeah, one hundred percent. I was just talking about this today in the NFL with Andrew Luck. Like, do you know how crazy it is that Andrew Luck just in the middle of his prime at that position, future Hall of Famer in that position, had more passing yards in his first five years than Dan Marino? Like, walked away, and we've never heard from him since. He's not done a single interview. He has not had a single public appearance. It is we ridiculous. We just never, never heard from him. That. Oh my god! Like we, he walked away in the most badass moment of our lifetime. Like by any athlete to retire in the middle of your prime of a future Hall of Fame career, and we just never heard from him again. Just never heard from him again. It's one of the strangest things I've seen ever in sports. That that and, is that is crazy. And they and he, I mean seriously, him leaving hurt the Colts so bad. Like yep. Like the second he left, oh, the second he no, left. No, I said the, it then. 
I said it then, he aborted a dynasty. Like, that team was going to have a chance to beat the Chiefs, like, over the last two years, with five all-pro players on a team that just doesn't have a quarterback. And imagine if you put a future Hall of Fame quarterback on that team. Like, they... The year before he retired in 2018, this could be a final thought, but I am obsessed by this. So the year before he retired in 2019, so the 2018 season, they started one and five. And then the last 10 games of the season, Andrew Luck was number one in QBR. They had the number one ranked offensive line in the NFL, number one rated defense in the NFL, number one most efficient offense in the NFL. They went nine and one, snuck into the playoffs, beat the Texans, and then lost in a snow game to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like that te- that was the last moment we saw Andrew Luck was nine and one, number one defense, number one O line in the NFL. Andrew Luck, number one in QBR, comeback player of the year, and that was it. He walked away after that. Was it because of injuries? I can't was, even remember. It was it was yeah, it was injuries and having to rehab and losing his love of the game because it was just so depressing to go through two years of botched shoulder surgeries and rehab and not being able to throw a foam football for a while there. Like it was just it was so mentally draining that he's like, look. I'd rather just go have a family and do architecture. Like football was like a side job for him. Like he was, uh, he was, uh, uh, he, you know, he was really interested in like Greek and Roman architecture that is and an studied that story. at Stanford. I, I, no, dude, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I haven't thought about that at all. That is that he's, he's the, he's the Kawhi Leonard of our, but he's not weird, like dude. Kawhi Leonard. It's not like it's not like Tim Duncan, where like Tim Duncan disappears, but hey, he, he's now an assistant coach, and yeah, he's we see still him in do the an game. interview now. You and see then. him every once in a while. He's doing, yeah. he does some stuff where he was like doing like, uh, you know, uh, like I think Tony Parker retires and he went to the event and like you know spoke. Like literally, if you told me that Andrew Luck is just dead. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't have any information to tell you otherwise. What what do you have to the contrary? He hasn't done a single public interview. He Is hasn't he even been on spotted social media? one time. Uh he has he has one he has a flip phone or he had a flip phone <laughs> back in 2018, but he has the Andrew Luck Book Club which is an Instagram account that he has that's followed by a lot of people and he doesn't post on there anymore. He used to be on his face and have the the amazing quote, "Hey everybody, happy June." Yeah. And he he's not here wishing us happy June anymore on on social media. So no, Andrew Luck doesn't have any social media. Players talk to him apparently. Like uh, T. Y. Hilton yeah, says that. every year, like, "Hey, I called him." Like, you know, he's, he's doing well. He's got his <laughs> yeah, child. Now. I actually saw an interview about that. Someone asked T. Y. Hilton, "Is he ever coming back?" And T. Y. Hilton's like, "No." He's nope. He's done. And then like some other guy, I can't. I think it was because some reporter was like, "Oh, he's like if I would have placed money on it, Andrew Locke is coming back." And then they asked T.Y. Hilton. By what money. information? He's like, like, he's like, no. This nobody's talked to Andrew Luck. Like nobody, nobody knows where he is. I mean, they know where he is. Like I assume he lives in the indie suburbs, but or he lives like, in like I, I would you be surprised if he lived in like Montana and was like like owned a ranch. I mean, nothing surprises me with Andrew Luck. Like Andrew Luck grew up part time in Europe and Houston and went yeah, to Stanford. Like yeah, exactly. But another thing is too about segueing back to Kawhi 
is that there hasn't been a bet. I, I would argue Kawhi's a bigger superstar than and, Andrew Locke, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say Kawhi not, Leonard like, is better crazy, at what he but does. He, but in, 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 in a sport where, like, it's just, I don't know, like, it's more recognition. Where basketball, basketball players are certainly more recognizable. In football, if you don't want fame in football, you can achieve that. Like, you can be pretty quiet as yeah. a football superstar. So, in basketball, it's really hard to do because they're so recognizable. So, so exactly, in the height and all that. But just to hear me out, it's actually, it just kind of came to my head. Kawhi Leonard has the best team out of any like like NBA player. There's no leaks. You never hear anything. He he must have like three people on his squad and he's like you're not telling anybody anything. Like like there was a point during the playoffs when they didn't even know I didn't even know he was in and, and they get he had an ACL tear. He's like kind of come back maybe. Then he just gets season ending surgery. It just—he's so interesting. He really is. Like you can and write a don't freaking know book on that guy. Anything about him? We don't know anything about his personal life. We don't know anything. I remember during the season they were talking about he was going to do a track. I want to say with Jeezy, and oh. he basically was like, he's this huge music nerd, and he really wants to produce like rap albums. I saw with another like, one. He he came out with like I think it was Gunna, maybe some some rapper. Yeah, but. Yeah. And it was and actually Paul George telling the story about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, a lot of positive for Kawhi because he, he walked into a, ba- a baby boy. And I'm like, Kawhi has a wife? Kawhi has kids? He's got three what? kids. Kawhi has three kids. <laughs> yeah, like- Kawhi Leonard has three kids. And nobody knows anything about Kawhi Leonard. He's, like, he's it's so unbelievable. Yeah, he is like, he's a myth. He's a he's myth. A myth. Dude, they had Canadian OJ for him when they found out a plane with Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment was flying him from uh, from San Diego to Toronto. They had a helicopter chase trying to find him. Like, it was... Nobody knows. It's just the mystery that draws people in. Like, yeah. Kawhi Leonard gave us a brief moment, of, a, a gl- brief glimpse into himself during that finals like run that the Raptors had but after that like he his free agency was like monumental and obviously the Clippers have been disappointing since then but like we find out later on Kawhi Leonard is a stone cold killer in free agency like Ramona Shelburne reports this week like so he calls Jimmy oh, Butler yeah, this is a great and he story. called Hold on is this, is this your final thought this is a great story you know what we can save this for the final thought this so, is a great story Let's let's go to you first here. So, uh, what is your final thought here? Because I can bring that back around. That, that I'm I'm so happy you brought that up because I, I I know the story, but I don't know it well. So I'm I'm really yeah. Happy we're inter- piece we're piecing the parts together on Ka- over two years. We yeah. pieced together how Kawhi Leonard's free agency went it's down. So it's, great. It's but, amazing. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's a stone cold killer, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, he doesn't care. Yeah. So my final thought is not going to be anything good like that. But I saw an interview the other day with Khabib talking to Mike Tyson like directly to his face and Khabib but with like his broken English he's like he's like I I like Mike Tyson I I like this guy but Ali Ali's better Ali is better than Mike Tyson and this is Mike like, speaking to Mike Tyson's face and Mike Tyson's like yeah I agree and I'm like just thinking to myself I'm like I know Mike Tyson's really respectful towards Muhammad Ali even when even during his like you know crazy days 
he's so different now. Like, I, he must have found God or something or found, like, a mental health. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. my God, I'm, I'm happy for him because he's not this, like, crazy SOB anymore. He's, he's different. Mike Tyson owns a uh, he owns a weed company and he, he I think he practices like Eastern like um, Eastern like meditation and like spiritual practices like that. Um, I was listening to him talk on Levitard show and they were talking to Ricky Williams too about it. Like Mike Tyson has kind of like calmed down in older age and weed is part of it and he runs a company now that like is legitimately like worth millions of dollars or something like that and i just saw a stat that i need to i need to bring up i saw it on on, on zach levine is now on a four game winning streak which is the first time since ucla is that possible (laughs) is that possible (laughs) that's so great that's so great. There's no way that's true, right? Like that Zach is Levine. that's so pathetic. That's that's perfect. That is excellent. That Zach Levine hasn't had a four game winning streak because yeah, Zach Levine was on those crappy Minnesota but teams like, dude, with like number one picks. Well, well, well and oh my god! Then, he, then well, he got traded to the Bulls immediately as they traded Jimmy Butler and well, bottomed so you out. Said, you said earlier in the podcast that they were on a five game winning streak, but maybe maybe he wasn't playing or something. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that's what it was. I don't oh think he was playing god, during dude, that. that. Or they won like, like five of six or bro, something. Five something five like game that. winning streaks happen all the time, like just yeah. randomly. Like you just like you just kind of, like. Like even the like the worst teams in the NBA will win. Those five. trust the, the the trust the process. Seventy Sixers started out that awful season that they got Embiid three and zero. Like yeah, like like the Rockets were like like won like six in a row or something in the beginning of the year. Yep, the Rockets wow. were in the playoffs for a while. This that's, is that's, that's that is excellent. that is unbelievable. Honestly, I'm like that kind is of, truly I'm, excellent. I'm mind blown. But all right, Jesus, all right, you're you're up. Tell yeah. the great story. Okay, so we're we've across the last two years we've pieced together how Kawhi Leonard's free agency went down. Which, you know, for LeBron in 2010 and Durant in 2016, like other than those two, this is like the biggest free agency of our lifetimes. Was Kawhi Leonard's free agency in 2019 coming off the championship with a chance to build like another super team in the NBA because of how good Kawhi Leonard is. Like, I know it didn't work out the way they hoped with the bubble and then him tearing his ACL this year, but at the time, like, this was a huge deal. And so, a week or a few days before free agency begins. So, let's start around June 26th. So, this is like after the championship parade, after everything. Kawhi Leonard called up Kevin Durant and. He asked Kevin Durant if he wanted to play. Now, Kawhi didn't know that KD and Kyrie had already agreed months ago that they were going to Brooklyn. But, you know, Kevin Durant said afterwards, like, no, I felt flattered that he thought that highly of me, that he wanted to play with me in whatever place he was going. So, you know, he calls up Kevin Durant. He's like, look, we we got our thing going. I'm sorry. Like, I I don't know you, um, but I I do I appreciate it. I I appreciate that you you respect my game. I can imagine him calling and be like, Hey, uh, Katie, um, do you want to play with me? 
<laughs> yeah, and Katie, Katie said he was like blindsided by it. He was like, I very rarely ever spoken to him. Like, <laughs> I, I had his number, but it was like deep down in the contacts. Like, I mean, I was flattered, but I was. It just caught me off guard a bit because. <laughs> that so good. That's so good. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So so anyway, so after that, apparently his next call is to Jimmy Butler, who was also a free agent that year. And they talked for a little bit and Jimmy Butler ultimately told him like, look, I I'm planning to go to Miami. I want my own team. I that's just, it's like my priority thing. And he's like, okay, cool. Uh, so thanks. We'll chat again soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jimmy Butler's out. Talk so to you later. Jimmy Butler's out at this point. And then, you know, words getting around like Kawhi Leonard's looking for people to team up with. Cause he's not going to leave Toronto without, you know, another star or something like that. Like he, he needs someone else to come with him if he's going to the Clippers and he's at the same time, he's leveraging the Lakers Yeah, yeah. and He's he's also dismantling the Lakers because the Lakers can't sign any of the players in free agency in 2019. Like they just have to wait and keep their cap space open. But the only person who keeps waiting is Danny Green. Danny Green ties himself to Kawhi and says, whichever team doesn't get Kawhi, I'm signing with them. And he signed like literally four hours after Kawhi. Yeah, why was he going that? to the Clippers? Why? He didn't, he didn't want to because he, he just like well, was I just because like Danny move? Green. Yeah, Danny Green knew that those two teams had a max slot and he was the only other big free agent left by, you know, July 7th. So he knew he was going to get money from one of those teams, whether it was the Clippers or the Lakers, whichever team Kawhi didn't sign with. It's like, I can get the most money from those teams. And so everyone's signing, everyone's signing. And Kawhi Leonard is in San Diego and he negotiates a meeting with the Lakers but sets up in a hotel all the way across town. So all of a sudden the buses and Palinka, they all have to like rush an hour across Los Angeles. He says, I will meet you today only at this time at this place. (laughs) And so they got to like rush across downtown LA for a meeting that was kind of a sham because he never wanted to sign with the Lakers. He just needed another teammate to come with him to the Clippers. And, you know, he has this fake meeting with the Lakers that nobody really knows about. And the Lakers are getting played, but of course you're going to wait for Kawhi Leonard. Like Kawhi's using them as leverage basically. And Stephen A. Smith is saying he's 100% sure Kawhi's going to the Lakers and all this stuff is going on. And then Kawhi Leonard gets on the phone with Russell Westbrook. And in actuality, Russell Westbrook calls him and asks him if he wants to join up. And so Kawhi Leonard hangs up the phone, calls Paul George and says, you're not going to believe what your boy just did with Russell Westbrook. So he goes straight to Paul George, knowing that he wants to play with Paul George more than he wants to play with Russell Westbrook and shit talks Paul George or shit talks Russell Westbrook to Paul George Paul George goes to OKC management, who's also working on a Westbrook trade at the same time. And he says, I'm out. Send me to the Clippers. OKC gets like seven picks and Shy Gilgis Alexander for Kawhi. Well, that ended up that, that was a big win for the clip for, for the um for the for the Thunder. I mean, yeah, not, that's yeah. why the Thunder that's why the Thunder were okay with it cuz the Clippers had to overpay to get Kawhi and Paul George. They had to <laughs> overpay to make that happen. 
And Russell Westbrook's looking up like, oh, you mother effer. <laughs> like, took his teammate, left him in OKC, and then Russell Westbrook ends up going to the Thunder, or going from the Thunder to the Rockets, like, two weeks later. And they traded Chris Paul in, like, two first-round picks and two pick swaps to, to the Thunder. And the Lakers get screwed, but we did. We, I mentioned it earlier also, like in the middle of them negotiating a trade, Kawhi Leonard has a secret flight to Toronto to meet with the Raptors and the plane gets intercepted by the media where yeah, they yeah. figure out, Hey, a, a Maple Leaf sports and entertainment plane is flying from San Diego to Toronto. And they literally have a car sneak out the back of the airport with Kawhi that then gets tracked down on helicopters and they have Canadian OJ chasing Kawhi Leonard through the streets of Toronto to figure out where the hell they're meeting with the Raptors because they love Kawhi Leonard and that yeah they were literally like they were literally like like it was like I remember that he was like walking and they were literally like in the it was yeah it was legit like a OJ situation where they're filming him from the from the helicopter. Yes, and while all of this is happening, they're, the Clippers are already negotiating a trade with Sam Presti. While all of that is going on, we come to find out later, after Kawhi Leonard badass move just backstabs Russell Westbrook and steals his teammate <laughs> to form a team in Los Angeles. Like, just... And leverages the team that was his biggest rival, the Lakers, into not getting major free agents that offseason other than Danny Green. It's and just, that's the Kawhi Leonard free agency story of just is, chaos and stone cold just assassin that Kawhi Leonard is. That's an all-timer. That's an all-timer. So good. Yeah. It's And to think all of that was going on while we were all like, Kawhi's going to the Clippers, Kawhi's going to the Lakers, Kawhi's going to the Raptors, and no one knew anything because Kawhi Leonard keeps all of this in secret until years later. It just, yeah, that's it's just unbelievable, honestly. It is unbelievable. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in here today. And uh, Cam... This has been wonderful. We will uh, we will reconvene again in the next few days. Yes, sir. Thank you. 